Yo, family, what's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to Jonathan Soul's podcast. This is your host, Jonathan Soul. Family, what we do in the program is I talk to African creatives. I talk to folk from the diaspora, people who create comics, write fiction, people who indulge in serial entrepreneurship. So family, if you're trying to create your own place in the world, if you're trying to write the future the way you want to see it, you need to tune into this program. JonathanSoul.com every Sunday and Wednesday. And I do comic reviews on Friday. Love you guys. Now check out this interview. Jonathan Soul. Yep, yep, yep. Yo, family, what's going on? What's going down with Shicken? Welcome to Jonathan Soul's podcast. This is my double zero episode where I tell you why I do what I do, why I do it. What I do is I interview creators, illustrators, writers, particularly who make sci-fi, who make comics, who make fiction. That's my bailiwick. That's my wheelhouse. That's my reason for podcasting at this point. I'm a broadcaster by heart. I've been doing it. I mean, I didn't think about it until recently. Damn, I've been doing this since high school. Like some of you guys who are podcasters may have did morning announcements when you were in high school. I did that. Except me being in the, you know, Merlin school, I asked one of the kids I knew who was in a go-go band to like do an intro for us. So we had a little bug, bug, kind of thing uh, for our intro. Uh, when I went to college, uh, they had a radio station there. W-I-T-R, you know what I mean? They had, you know, those kind of rock bands and stuff. And they had like a, it was a small studio, just like three rooms or three areas, whatever. Um, and they would have bands, like local bands come in and play. And so they had a gospel program on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings in Rochester, New York. So, you know, that's kind of like some war horse town kind of thing. And, uh, you know, you either work for Kodak or Xerox back then, you know what I mean, kind of deal. And anyway, so they had a gospel program. So I was still in the Matrix at the time. And uh, I said, well, shit, I want to do radio. So I went there for the training. And it come to find out that, you know, uh, I was able to do like what they call modern gospel. So that was like the 90s. So you're talking about the Winans Commission, uh, you know, groups like that. You know, a lot of studio groups, you know, and everything. And so, uh, oh, man, I, I ate and slept that. You know, that was like. You know, sometimes you find a reason to go to school other than school. And that was like one of my reasons. I was late for everything in life except my show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think in the two years, I think I did it for two years. Two years I did it, I might have been late once. And it was because we had a blizzard or something. Um, but yeah, so I ate and slept that thing. When I got out of college and moved to Philadelphia, I went looking for a radio station. Uh, ended up uh, volunteering at this AM station this brother bought. And only thing he allowed me to do is run tapes. Basically, he recorded all the mixes on cassette tape. And uh, during the breaks, I would play like, like church commercials. And so I was just flipping tapes around kind of thing. He promised he would teach me the business. Never did. But I would catch like, uh, I think like, a, like a two trains and a bus to get there. Unemployed at the time. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, so then I, uh, years later, I discovered Blog Talk Radio. And uh, actually, well, even Blog Talk at that time, it was like podtastic or something. I did a show called Humor for the Soul. Is it Humor for the Soul? Yeah, Humor for the Soul. Where I did this kind of, 
I don't want to disparage my own work, but I did this kind of feel-good kind of lessons learned kind of thing. I would, you know, tell of some weird circumstance that happened in my life, and that would draw some kind of moral, you know, conclusion. And um, if you guys are like uh, religious, you ever heard of Daily Bread? It's like a little book that has little stories, whatever. Kind of like that. Uh, except, you know, I wasn't a Christian at the time, but I still had this moral kind of compass. And uh, the only thing I did that was a little off-center was I had friends of mine tell funny sex stories. and But the deal was they all had to use a pseudonym, Dick Cheney. <laughs> so if you can find them shows, you know what I mean? I say literally... Talk about going to the bathhouses, you know, you know, different places, massage parlors, all kinds of stuff, weird, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff. So I did that. But it was all about broadcasting. So then I started doing something, and then that, that show evolved into uh, talking about politics. And I did politics, and I got really interested in Palestine. And so I literally started, you know, calling Palestine. There's this uh, website called Electronic Antifada. And during the time of Operation Cash Lead, uh, Israel's bombing the fuck out of the, the Palestinian people and Gaza Strip. And so they said, hey, if you want to get the word out, because the white media wasn't really covering it. You know, the, the, the for-profit white media wasn't covering it. And so they wanted podcasters and independent media to do it. And so I would call people, literally, uh, and the brother would say, yeah, there's drone flying overhead, you know, fucking about TV signals and third. And they, they told me, you know, I'll never forget this uh, doctor I talked to. He was like, you know, I want my faith to be cited in the court, not in the cockpit of F-16 fighter. i never forget that. I used that quote in the beginning of the show. And so, you know, I asked myself, you're an African-American who kind of likes history, but never really dug deep into it. Why do you give a fuck? Well, there's a lot of African-American people and there's a history that we, we, we share a sense of, uh, I don't know, filthy, filthy, not the right word. Uh, a friendly, we, 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 we dig their struggle. Let's put it like that. You know, there's even, uh, you know, meetings and, and, and photos of Malcolm X with, with, uh, the brother, PLO brother, uh, Yasser Arafat. You know, so we've been, we've been down with the Palestinians for a minute. But when I really dug deep into my soul, I figured, Jonathan, the reason why you're doing it is because looking at the struggle that African Americans are dealing with here in this country is too painful. And that was before. I got into social media. When social media popped out, all the stories I would hear about, you know, the stuff that, so it was just, it just got, it just got too much. So I stopped. I stopped broadcasting for two years. I put away my mixer. I put away um, all the cables. I put away everything. I put away the stands, but I couldn't put away the microphone. For two years, I had a microphone on my desk connected to nothing. I couldn't, I, I couldn't do it. And so one day, uh, I came across um, BlackSunComics.com. And I was like, oh, snap. And so I saw what this brother was doing, kind of futuristic thing. And then Brother Man, uh, a brother who I actually worked with in my other life, when I was an art director in Philly, I actually worked with the artist, you know, Brother Man, you know. And I uh, had him do some work for the magazine. And uh, they was coming out with like a like a, a a graphic novel, and so then I became aware of this this renaissance of African American and African because the brother who I first he's from Canada, right? 
And so I began to realize that the African diaspora was waking up again in terms of creating all of this art. And then, of course, you know, Aqua Black Girl, I consider that all of that part of that. And so I said, well, let me just focus on something. And so I just focused on the comics and the sci-fi part of it. And so, I don't know, I guess my spirit, my, my, that, that, I found my muse, I guess you could say. I found my muse. And so, the other thing that was crazy, because it's not like I was reading comics the whole time, I wasn't. Um, I read the comics I buy now, but what is exciting to me is the fact that almost all of these people are entrepreneurs. Almost all of these people are trying to understand how to make a living off of this comic piece. And I, I, you know, I know my history in West Africa, where most of us are from, not Egypt. You know, I understand the, the, the slavery part. I understand all the rebellion. I understand. But I do understand that if you're poor anywhere on planet Earth, you're catching hell. I understand that most of the struggles that African people face is the issue of class, not just race. It's primarily class. Because a, a, a wealthy or a, or a well-heeled African person is doing a hell of a lot better than a poor one. And so the fact that these folks are starting their own businesses around these comics, to me, is a double benefit. Because now not only are you putting a strong image out there for African people in this fictional genre, which is very important because if you leave it to white brothers and sisters, it's no black people in the future or their sidekicks. But now they're building something that they can leave their children, something that'll lift them up out of poverty and they can in that, that condition in their bloodline, they can end it. And so when they struggle, it'll be struggling to build a bigger business instead of struggling to eat. And so that's really got me excited. So that's what my show is about. My show is about African people projecting themselves into the future and creating legacy for their families. That's the Jonathan Soul podcast in a nutshell. And if you're down with that, then you will love my show. If you're not, it'll probably piss you off. Either way, I love you guys, and I hope all your dreams come true. JonathanSoul.com. Peace.